What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, the MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. Look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25. Moto here from Grundahl. Teachley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by FMF Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, I've got none other than Andy Frisilla, the motherfucking CEO himself. Andy, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited. Uh, like just hearing your voice gets gets uh, the 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 adrenaline going, my friend. Uh, it's been a long time coming of having you on the show, and I couldn't be more excited to uh, to to introduce you to my fans. Um, so, but honestly, I think you introduce yourself better than anybody. What what is the motherfucking CEO project? Who the heck is Annie Frisilla? Well, basically, man, I'm I'm a normal dude. Uh, you know. The MFCEO project is basically a passion project for me. I'm an entrepreneur. I started in business uh, really almost 30 years ago. Uh, my current business I've, I'm in, I've been in for 19 years. Uh, we do very well. And the, the, the idea for the MFCEO project came about because I was noticing a trend in society where people were going away from uh, having a killer instinct, the will to win, um, and being taught what the life is really about out there in, in the real world. Um, and going more towards, you know, everybody's special. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's entitled to win. And, uh, basically a lot of failed parenting strategies have happened over the last 25 years that have handicapped a, an entire generation of people, uh, from getting the life that they want. And so my mission with this is not about money. Uh, it's not about recognition. It's about impact. And it's about helping people realize that, you know, being raised that everybody's special, everybody's a winner, everybody's, uh, you know, going to live this dream life from the time you're zero till you're 22 years old and you get out of college and then going out and getting your throat stomped on by the world. Um, I don't feel right about that. I don't think that's right. And I wanted, and it bothered me so much that I wanted to use, uh, my voice and my experience to help change that, even if it's for one person and it's, and it's worked out, worked out really well. You know, we've impacted uh, quite a few more than, than just one person. And uh, we're getting between 1.5 and 2 million downloads per month. Uh, it's going really well. We've been in top 10 rated podcasts for over a year consistently uh, on all of iTunes. So, um, you know, things are, are going really well with that right now. And I feel good uh, about, the impact that we're making. So, so, uh, that's what it's about. You know, we cover a lot of things from motivation to practical, uh, practical skills that you can learn, um, to the interpretation of different ideas and philosophies when it comes to success. Basically, it's a, I would describe it in real quick as 50% entrepreneurship thinking, 50% motivation, uh, a 100% lifestyle enhancement. 
Absolutely, and I think uh, cultivated through the the culture of uh, North American uh, ideology, I think that uh, a lot of people have just become just way too uh, entitled, and, and they just they just seem like they 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 really deserve things that they they maybe don't, or maybe they think that people think they're a whole lot more special than they really are, and I think that. Um, like, and not to ever have, like, not, not have pride in your work or, or think that you can achieve great things. But, uh, I, I, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, and I think maybe you'll connect with this, Andy, is, do you know who cares about your problems less than you do? Everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, exactly. and mm-hmm. I think that is, is something that is basically, um, like, that's what resonates with people with you is that they're, they, you call people out on that reality that they're, they're in fully control of their own success or non-success. And, and you can pick that apart and really, and, and kind of uh, unpack all of those details. And, and in doing so, people can really understand where they're falling short is if they think they're pounding their head against the wall, doing all the things right. And then uh, you have this unbelievable way of just pointing out these things. You're like, Oh fuck, I do that. Or, Oh, like, or like, it's even like, I'll give you an example. When I first started doing my podcast, I was able to pull like some, some just local guys and some, some lower level racers. And I, that was like a little bit of success that I had. And I had this little bit of success and I like, I stayed there and it maybe right. even fell back a little bit. I didn't, I didn't go to that next level. I was just happy that I got to where I was at. And right. I like, for, if you look at, there's like kind of like a level of my podcast and they stayed the same for about six months. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I'm not moving forward. I'm not getting to that next level. And I listened to an episode with you who was like, yeah, like the people get this, a certain amount of success and they just, they, they rest on their loyals and they don't move forward. And that honestly was something that really kickstarted my podcast to the next level and ended up me going to California for six weeks and interviewing the best of the best and the, the most high profile riders in the sport. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, I think, you know, we all get there, right? Like I think a lot of it is a belief issue. You know, uh, we, people fall into one of two categories. They fall into a category where they think they're way less than what they really are. Um, not as good as what they really are. Or you have people who, really think they're way better than what they are. And I think it's important to, um, you know, try to find a balance there, you know, where being humble is good thing because it allows you to learn. It allows you to improve. It allows you to move forward and expand your skill set. but also being confident and even a little bit cocky when it comes to taking the bull by the horns and people like to, uh, you know, shit on the idea of being cocky or being confident. But here's the reality, man. If you don't believe in you, nobody else is going to believe in you. And that's that's the truth. Um, you know, if you find anybody who's built any anything significant, they're going to have an edge to them. OK, they might they might hide it in a, in a, hum, a humble mask and they might pretend to be super humble. But I promise you peel back the layer of the onion a little bit. They're going to have an edge. You know, they're going to know that they're good at something. And you know, you saying, hey, fuck this, I'm going to make this a big step and I'm going to go out and do this. When you really, dude, you had no reason to believe that you could do that. That's the difference. You know, it's just doing it. And you, at some some point, something clicked for you where you said, OK, uh, I'm doing this show. I'm doing low, low to mid level success with the show. Uh, why don't I go out and get the, the best motherfuckers out there that I can? 
And most people can never make that jump because they don't believe in their, in their ability to do so. When in reality, it's as simple as what you did to me where you DM me 40 fucking times <laughs> and, and, and said every single time on every single post, Hey bro, I want you on my podcast. Hey bro, I want you on my podcast. And that's why we're sitting here right now. You know, I, I like people who, who have that mentality. I'm not going to go on somebody's podcast who doesn't, you know, value the, the, uh, the ideals of persistence, which you clearly have. And I appreciate, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and I appreciate you appreciating that. Is, yeah, uh, dude, I, I got to the yeah. point where I like, I, I'm like, all right, I got to do this guy's podcast. He's not going to say no. So like, you know, and that's what it takes, man. I respect that. I think it's awesome. No, it's it's the sensation of not going away, and I think I, I told that to uh, one of the, uh, the 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 media, uh, the like the bad with words, um, basically like the media representative for Feld Entertainment. They do uh, the the they used to do the, the circus. They also do Supercross. They do monster trucks. And originally, I was. Uh, I, I was denied my, my, my social, my media credential. And I, I called the guy and I said, I'm coming to California. I'm leaving my house and I'm driving 36 hours to California. And I really hope that when I get there, you give me the opportunity to show you what I got. Because, um, first of all, I, you won't, you won't regret it. And honestly, the guy, like, within two races of me being down there, shook my hand and actually apologized for ever doubting me. And that was a really That's cool awesome. moment. But the fact is, is that like a bricklayer from Winnipeg was able to, to, to use some motivation from an external source, MFCEO project podcast and, and, and cultivate this, this like the, uh, like just the balls to just go out and do it. Because honestly, yeah. Andy, my goal is to be the play-by-play announcer for the sport of Supercross. And m- most people hear it. that and they're like, you're fucking stupidly insane to think that. But I'll tell you this. Since I started watching Supercross, there have been six different changes in the play-by-play uh, guy that does that does the play-by-play. It's like there's only one series, but there's there's been six different changes. Right. So over the next ten years, who's to say that there isn't going to be four or five more changes? And who's to and say I'm that, not one of them? Not, not only that, dude, your goal should be to not only be one of those changes, but to be the guy who doesn't get changed out. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that sounds stupid at all. I think that's a great. I think that's a great goal. You know. And you'd be one of the few to to actually tell me that. But the the fact is, is that like. Uh, if you don't go after impossible things, you'll never a- achieve impossible things at all. You'll never get there. If you if you never thought no, you'd dude, get to the moon, no, none of that shit's impossible. It's 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 a it's a it's again it's a failed parenting strategy. Okay, we're we're when we're born, we're told uh, you know, hey, you could be anything you want. You know, you should be you could be president, or you could be a firefighter, or you could be an athlete, and then we go to school. Uh, and we meet other kids and when you're little, like everybody's talking about the shit they can do, which is these big dreams. But as we get older, parents start to tell their kids shit like this. Hey, look, you know, uh, you need to, you need to think about your dreams realistically. You know, the, the chances of being a pro baseball player, there's only 900 pro baseball players. So it's very small and there's millions of kids that play baseball. So, you know, you should really be thinking about something else. And they have little conversations like that. So then when you get to be, uh, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, you start to give up on some of these things that you once wanted at, because society says it's not 
possible. And you have peer pressure from other kids. And basically, do we take these ideas that that are great and we put them in a dark corner somewhere and never really think of them again? And I think that's really sad because when it really comes down to what we want to do and what we want to achieve, it's not that hard to achieve the things that we want to achieve. It's the fact that we lose belief in them along the way that makes them hard. And when we have people who are constantly having us shift our focus and our energy onto something that's more realistic, well, yeah, we're naturally going to gravitate and move that direction because we're not putting energy into the things that we wanted. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. when you don't take the energy because other people are, 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 are influencing the way that you're, you're using it and the, and where you're dedicating it and what you're doing and the skills into something that's more obtainable, why the fuck do you think you would ever achieve anything great? It's impossible because you're not putting the energy into that. And it's sad because the thing about this to think about is that the level of competition for average things is much, much higher because there's by mathematical statistics, there's more people in it. Yeah. So when you have, you have these bigger dreams and you want to be at the pinnacle of something or you're trying to be, there's not as many people trying for that. So it's actually easier to achieve these greater things because you don't have the same level of competition. Right, people exactly. There's people, yeah, people who are going to be giving up along that. the way. Yeah, like, I've, been, I've been at this for three years. There's like I, – Dude, I, most I can, people can't do it for three fucking weeks. Exactly. You know how many that's people, why when you another podcast track. pops up, I don't worry because it's like, oh, well, like, hey, if they can last four years, give her, but – this is fucking hard, so. Dude, bro, you have no idea. I get literally a hundred emails a week that people are like, oh, I'm starting my podcast this week. Come on it. By the time I see the fucking email, they have already started the podcast and stopped it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. That's why it takes me a while to, to say yes to somebody because I want to know that they're actually a legit podcast. You know, uh, dude. It's, you know, again, we live in instant gratification society, man. We live in a society where, where, and, and this is not a dig on people of the generation that I'm speaking about, um, which is millennial generation and younger. I'm not, I, listen, I, I run a company with 120 people internally, almost all of them except for like four or five of them are millennials and we kill it because they're hard ass workers. Um, they're not lazy like people say. But what they do lack is patience. And the reason they lack patience is because people my age, I'm 38, I couldn't text somebody. I couldn't get on the, the internet didn't exist. Okay. Um, we called people at home on, on their home phone. We didn't have cell phones growing up. We didn't have all these convenient, dude, Domino's delivering a pizza in 30 fucking minutes was like a miracle of technology. Like, it blew our minds, okay? Now you can get anything you want instantly. And when you have somebody who's grown up in a situation where information, entertainment, food, every single thing in life is available at the snap of the fingers on a cell phone, why the fuck would they have any patience? And society society points the finger at millennial generation younger and says they're lazy. They're not lazy. They work their asses off. The problem is, is that it's hard to teach somebody patience that's never had to experience what patience is like. So instead of saying, hey, you guys are lazy or you're worthless or you're, you're you know, this and that, 
How about this? How about, hey, you guys have a lot of potential. You have to learn that things don't happen overnight in the real world. And they don't. You know what I mean? So oh, totally. you have you have kids, you know, and when I say kids, I mean guys 30 and younger who are jumping from career path to career path to career path to career path every two years because they're not making a million dollars in two years. Well, nobody makes a million dollars in two fucking years, okay? That's just not reality, man. Like, if, if you, I'm, I'm imagining a lot of the people who listen to your podcast are pretty young. And my message yeah. to, to, to you guys would be like, hey, look, I know that a lot of the things that you get in your life are convenient, but if you can learn to, to be persistent like you are, Brad, and to have patience, you are at extreme advantage because none of your peers have that. None of your peers have the patience. So they're going to constantly jump from thing to thing to thing to thing where you have the opportunity to stick into something and actually achieve success much more rapidly than what we could at my generation because A, we didn't have the technology and B, people are a lot more patient than are my age because they had to grow up a different way. So with millennial generation and younger, these guys are at an extreme advantage, people who can cultivate the idea of patience. And you know, you listen to the podcast, so you know I talk about uh, something called aggressive patience. And aggressive patience is basically the idea of this. Look, I know something's going to take five years for me to become great at it. But during those five years, I'm going to be extremely aggressive every single day to do everything I can to achieve that goal. So I don't get frustrated in two years when it doesn't happen. I'm still grinding as hard as I can because I know it's going to take five. When people hear patience, they tend to put their feet on a desk and sit, sit back and put their arms crossed and do nothing. Well, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get nothing. So patience doesn't mean don't do anything like some people think. It means understand that time is a factor to anything, okay? It's just like baking a cake. If you go to bake a cake and you're listening to, I don't know, Martha Stewart, who's the best cake baker in the world, and she may or may not be, I don't fucking know, all right? But she she writes the perfect recipe for a cake. She tells you what ingredients. She tells you uh, how long to bake it. She tells you how long, what temperature to bake it, okay? This this woman is the expert at baking cakes, the number one person in the world, all right? Why would you mix all the ingredients in the bowl and put it in the oven and then turn the oven twice as hot thinking that you're going to produce the same result? What's going to happen? You're going to burn the cake, all right? And that's what happens to people who don't have patience. They get burnt out, all right? You have to understand that the time in that oven is, is a critical aspect, just like the time in our lives is a critical, critical aspect. We are not able to take away from that by doing twice as much work or 10 times as much work for two weeks. It's, it's not going to work that way. We have to understand that work and time are two equally important factors and I would like to say this too. If you are an ambitious person and you're looking to achieve success, understand that that time serves a really valuable purpose because the time allows you to understand and comprehend the lessons you're learning that are going to be more valuable 10 years from now. Okay. And what I mean by that is like, let's say you're, you're building a career or you're building a brand on Instagram or you're starting a company or you're starting a business. And you make a small mistake in the beginning. You make a stupid post. You say something dumb. You you want to make those mistakes when nobody's fucking watching. You know what I mean? 
and not whenever you're a, a $10 million company or a $50 million company or you have 100,000 followers and you make a mistake and then everybody sees it and they think you're a piece of shit. You get what I'm saying? Totally. So you, you want to make mistakes when nobody's watching. So that's what that, that baking time provides you. You know, look, man, I've made every mistake possible. I believe that the reason my podcast is so successful is because I talk about those mistakes and I'm not ashamed of them because I know that those are what have formed me into who I am and what we've been able to do. So, um, I mean, like, you know, dude, you're an avid listener. There's a lot of things that we talk about on the podcast that, that, you know, are generally all geared towards, you know, those 30 year old guys and younger or guys and girls and younger, because I want to help them understand what it really takes, not, um, abandon them or, or tell them bullshit like our society tells them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and what I was going to get to is the fact that when I first messaged you, I had 350 episodes recorded. And I actually waited a little bit before uh, I, I messaged you because honestly, I didn't really feel like I was a good enough interviewer to justify getting you on the phone. And and I also knew that it was going to take me a while to get you on the phone because uh, you're a slippery fish and you're, 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 really bu- you're, you're really busy and it was going to take a while. But honestly, Andy, this is episode 475. That's crazy, and, man. That's and awesome. I, 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 and it was, it's under a year since I, since I last messaged you. So I'm, I'm, I've been aggressively, patiently waiting for you to come on to the show. And I, I didn't dare to ask you to, to come on the show because I wasn't done making the mistakes that I needed to get out of my system before having you on in the first place. That's why I didn't call up Jeremy McGrath and Ricky Carmichael for my first podcast because I wouldn't give them their due. And I feel yeah, like bro, that, that's what yeah. most people do. Most people say, all right, I'm going to call up Jeremy McGrath. And then he says no. And then they quit. Yeah. And that's it. No, you I, know, like I, I called up a local guy and I was like, here, tell me your story. And then I called up yeah. another local guy. I'm like, tell me your dirt bike story. And yeah. then I talk, I, I, I called a bunch of washed up pros that like their, their, their races were done and they just wanted to talk about their career. So I talked to those guys and now I, I can call up so, some high level racers that are racing on, on factory level teams. And, uh, I, I can get thought provoking information from them because I've built that relationship. And they also know that this is episode 465 or however right. many it you was. Built a, you vetted yourself. You yeah. made yourself credible, bro. Oh. Um, let me tell you too. I love your content that you post on, on Instagram because I'm, I've been into motorcycles and dirt bikes and ATVs and shit my whole life. Yeah. So, uh, I also, I love the vintage shit that you post. Thank you. And I, I yeah. appreciate it. That, that's one of the, my, I, I feel like that's my biggest strength is my, my knowledge of yesteryear. Like I, I, I talk like someone that raced in the, the 70s, 80s, and I was born yeah. in 1988. I just, I have uh, a stupid ability to remember shit from, from bygone races or, yeah. or I read old magazines and I, I remember those articles and stuff Dude, like that. Dude, that's when dirt bikes were cool, man. Like oh, real yeah. cool. Like my first dirt bike was a uh, 84 YZ125. Boom. And, well, not my first real dirt bike. Yeah, like yeah. I had a we had a XR100 four stroke, and then uh, nice. we had a little uh, Honda Trail 50. But my first real dirt bike was an 84 YZ125. I got it. I got great. it in a. So my cousin took it all apart and couldn't get it back together. And it sat in the. When I got it, I got a frame, and then I got the I got the engine. It was in a bucket. Uh, of parts, like literally in a paint bucket. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's how, that was my first dirt bike. And then we, we, uh, my stepdad helped us get it back together. And, uh, that was what I learned to ride on, man. It was, 
dude, and I mean, back then that bike seemed like it, it went like 300 miles an hour because I was just a little kid, you know? Totally. I, I think I'd probably still be scared of it if it was, uh, if it was, if it was around. Hey, I, I know a few guys that, uh, that have those things and th- those were great bikes back in the day. Honda's always made reliable, awesome bikes, especially throughout the 80s. Those things were yeah. super potent, but, uh, and, and, and to, 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 to stay on the topic of motocross, and then honestly, this is a motocross podcast that I, like, you were the only, uh, kind of non-moto yeah. uh, guest that I've ever had on, but I'm having you on to, to not only uh, to, to spread the word of, of the, the MFCEO project, because honestly, there's not a single person on this globe that couldn't, that as long as they understand the, the English language, they will get something out of your podcast. Um, and uh, But the fact is, is that there are so many racers out there who, who, who gripe about not being able to, to get sponsors or not be able to monetize their professional racer status. And, uh, and like, I, I I wanted to ask you is what are companies looking for in a brand ambassador in a in an athlete who is uh, is basically being a, a a a social media influencer because I feel like a lot of these riders are completely missing the mark they're just getting their box of free product they're wearing it in a few posts and that's it hashtag fun yeah dude look man uh here's the reality of of branding you as an athlete have to provide value, okay? And you have to look at it as a business relationship. And I'm in the fitness world, but we've actually had motocross athletes on our team, so I know exactly what they need to do um, because it's like any athlete, okay? You're, 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 it's a business relationship. I own the company. You're an athlete. What are you providing for the company? Because I know what I can provide you. I can provide you with free product. I can provide you with money. I can provide you with exposure, all right, but what can you provide me? And just because you're good at riding a fucking motorcycle doesn't mean shit to me. What means shit to me is that you are building a following, you are providing real content that people look at. You're not just taking pictures of yourself and self-promoting yourself and saying, "Oh, I'm shit." No one cares about you really. What they care about is how you got where you are, or what you're doing, or um, you know. Whatever you can help your audience understand or learn and engage with is going to affect your ability to sell. And really, let's be real frank here. Your ability to sell is what gets you fucking sponsored. And so many guys in the fitness industry and the motocross industry, because I see this too because I pay attention, they don't take themselves as a brand serious. They feel like, oh, because I won this race or in my world, I won this bodybuilding show. I deserve to be sponsored. Nobody fucking cares about that shit. Okay. We had a really good athlete in our company, uh, Amy Hood, who's a motocross racer. Right. And everybody knows who she is. She runs a great page. If you want to know what to do, go look at her page. She makes great content. She shows, she shows, uh, who she is. She's, she gives a, a good representation of brands and she does, she does what she needs to do to represent and present herself. And a lot of people get pissed about that because they're like, oh, well, she's a girl and she hasn't won any races. Well, she's one of the best motocross brands out there. That's the truth. You know, and I've had, I've had other motocross racers email me about her and say, oh, she's not, uh, she hasn't won anything or she hasn't done this. She hasn't, nobody fucking cares, man. She's running a great social media. That means she represents an ability to sell shit. And that's how people, that's how brands look at, mo- at motocross or race car drivers or, 
you know, the gun crowd or any of the of those subcategories. It's just interactions. That's right. And like you have to know your audience, you have to create good content, you have to provide good content. Um and motocross is naturally a really cool thing. Like a lot of people who don't ride are into watching it. They think it's cool. Um, and I can't really think of much easier things to build a brand around. So like, if you can't build a brand around fucking riding a badass motorcycle and, and take the time to go create some content, you're probably going to have a really hard time ever getting monetized or sponsored or any of the things that you think, because this is different than it was 15 years ago where, the only way to get noticed was to win a bunch of races, and then the magazines came and took pictures of you and put you in their magazine. It's different now. Now the athlete is legitimately in control because they can go out and build a brand on their own, and once they build the brand, then the companies come, whereas it used to be the companies were over here, and you just won some shit, and they, they came to you and built you. Well, the companies are not building athletes anymore. Athletes are building companies, and companies are smart enough to recognize that, which is also why athletes get paid more now, because they're the ones that build the companies. But only the good ones get paid. Only the ones that are providing good content, taking the time to create content, taking the time to, uh, you know, make the videos, shoot the pictures, write quality captions, do good Instagram stories, and, um, you know, I don't see a lot of guys doing that in motocross, man. It's just not happening. No, I feel like there's which, 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 by the way, is an amazing opportunity for people that want to do that. Oh, totally, and I, that's why I'm it, saying it, it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying that. I'm not saying that to knock on motocross world. I'm saying you guys are behind the fucking ball. Like, create some good shit, and there's lots of companies out there that'll pay you to do things. You know, besides Monster. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that would love to have a great motocross athlete on their team. Everything. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tire Thanks, brother. Appreciate and it. retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Enticknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran oats and bran i didn't think there was such a that's what i used to think now i start out every morning with a bowl of amigos for extreme kids like us 
cereal these Amigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying them. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Yeah, absolutely. It's always blown my mind how there's literally only one supplement brand that really has any type of presence in in motocross, and it, that's uh, Rhino Power Supplements, which is actually owned by a former professional right. racer. And yeah. uh, and, and the fact is like that that 
there's not a lot of racers that uh, have like have the mentality other than to put on a hat that they like they wear in their photos exactly. or, or or they'll or they exactly. I put your sticker on my bike or I tag exactly. you in that post. No, you you need you need to provide the features and benefits of that That's business right. so that people can and- can identify you with that business and they like they love you and they want to support what you love and that's, that's why right. they love it that's right and dude i'm glad you said that because that brings up a great point the value is not in wearing the hat or wearing the fucking shirt or wearing the sticker the value is communicating how my product has helped you in a way that other people are like oh well maybe i should use that product so like let's say if you're if you're uh sponsored by um some riding pants, right? right? And you could talk about like, dude, you know what? I'm sponsored by Fox. I wear these riding pants and I can't tell you how much of a difference they've made. I don't, my ass doesn't get sore. I don't get fucking chapped. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to tell a story about the, how, how the product's getting you where you want to go. Not just like, Hey, I'm wearing like a picture with Fox pants on. Uh, like let's say for supplements, you know, people should be telling a story about like, Hey, motocross is an intense sport. It takes a lot of physical energy. These are products I've used that help me do this, this, and this. And guess what? You're going to have to start doing that before the company fucking pays you to ever get the company's attention. That's a point I wanted to make. If you think that the company's just going to jump in and say, Oh, Hey, you're a fucking spokesperson for our team before you actually go out and show what you can do. You're never going to get fucking picked up. It'll never happen unless you're like the best of the best of the best, which most of you listening aren't. That's just a fact. Right. And then that's why like, I personally, my, my, uh, um, like the, before, before I DM'd you, I posted probably eight to 10, 12, maybe 15 MF CEO. Like I, 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 I'd repost your, your, your post or I, I would, I would exactly. make sure that actually you, you followed me on social media before I even messaged you. It was like, I, I made sure I got your attention that like, I am yeah. a big fan of I ju- your I, brand. I, I pay attention to people who say that. And then if I go to their page and they're making genuine cool content. I'll follow. You know what I mean? Um, but you have, you know, I like for us, every athlete that we've ever picked up as a brand has been an actual customer of ours before we picked them up. They were somebody who represented our brand before they ever got a sponsorship deal with us. And that's something, A, I believe in because I believe it's ethically important to have people that genuinely believe in your brand represent your company. And I think most companies feel that way. You know, are there companies that will go out and just write a check for somebody to, to fake represent their brand and say, oh, yeah, I was I was riding fucking Yamaha this, my whole life when every picture of them is with a fucking Honda for the last 30 years. People could see that shit now. It's too lot, business is too transparent for companies to get away with that. So the smart companies are picking people from actual customer bases to represent their brand. So for example, if you're a motocross rider and you want to get sponsored by uh, I don't know Bell Helmets, all right, you're gonna fucking talk about Bell and show Bell before. They you ever have to buy a few helmets before you get a few free Yes, and you're going to have to tag them in the posts and make posts for the company. I mean, dude, that's just that's just the way it goes. You know, that's the game now. It's not it's not. Hey, I'm holding out, and and these guys need to come me, and I deserve this. No, you've got to fucking prove yourself. Otherwise, you if you're thinking the old school way, and everything else is the new school way, 
you're a dummy. It's just, it's not going to work out for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, you, you've, you've ran supplement superstores and you've had customers come in and I'm sure that they've, you've had first time company customers come in looking for a discount, like that loyalty discount. And that there's, yeah. that, that's that buzzword right there. Loyalty. Someone yeah. came in like 10, 12 times or they came in for two years and they went from being a, a fat mess to like 50 feet tall and bulletproof, totally shredded. You'd be like, man, yeah. you've been coming here so long. That's right. Like, Anytime you come in here, 15% off, regardless if it's a sale or not, you get it. Right, dude. And that's, that's happened. And that's, that's the reality of, for first form, that's legitimately how we pick our athletes. Like legitimately. Um, you know, the game has just changed, Brad. It's, you know, it used to be in the nineties before the internet. It was, you know, you had, uh, the, the companies and then you had the riders and the companies came to the riders because they won and they could go promote it. Now, companies come to the writers that have big followings and know how to sell shit on social media. And they don't do that until you're already doing that. So you have to understand that just because you win races, and and in my world, just because you uh, are good at CrossFit or just because you win a bodybuilding show, nobody fucking cares. It's a blip on the radar. What they care about is your social following, the content you're putting out, and how you can represent the brand. And if you're serious about getting sponsored and having the exposure of a, of a sponsorship partner, you've got to take that serious way before you ever expect it to happen for you. Absolutely. And I know they can find a whole lot more information about this and how to run their social media platforms in uh, the podcast that you literally released, what, three days ago on uh, the MCEO project? I believe it's uh, 187, 186? It's 186. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, four, four principles for social media success. It's 45 minutes long. It covers all the stuff that we're talking about and a lot more. And uh, it's ironic that we're talking about this. And I actually just put a podcast out on it. Yeah. That, 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 that couldn't have been better timing. And uh, I absolutely loved that, that episode. I, it, I include me on a bunch of things that uh, even I was missing out on a type of engagement and replying to, to people who are, who are kind enough to comment on my stuff. Uh, like this, That's this, right. I, I was totally guilty of being that, uh, almighty huge following and not following a ton of people. And look, look how awesome and I am. I don't, I don't uh, pay attention to my peasant followers. And that was the worst. <laughs> shitty attitude to have ever because honestly i i saw my my soul and just in the last six months i saw my social media grow to forty thousand, and then back up to seven and 39 seven but yeah. i lost 300 followers over the course of like three months and the whole time i was posting four or five times a day good content thought-provoking content but i was ignoring my audience because right. i was too cool to, 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 to engage with them. And I honestly, like that was the biggest mistake I've ever made. And that, that stalled my growth. It does. Um, and that's another thing to think about too, is that you see, you see that with, that's another old school thinking type mentality is like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big timer. And if I don't pay attention to you, you'll like me more. But the reality of those situations is that it, it, pe- people are so transparent and engagement is so rampant that if you don't engage with your fucking followers, guess what? Somebody else will, and they will gravitate towards that person because it creates an actual connection. And you don't have to do a lot to engage people, man. Uh, you know, acknowledging their comment. You know, Instagram has the like option now. They have, you know, a couple thumbs people up. The, people flip the fuck out when somebody that they look up to likes their comment. You want to take it a step further? Comment back. 
You know, you don't have to comment back a paragraph. Take two. Dude, I have, I don't know, I think 700-something thousand followers right now. And I try to comment back to as many as I can. I get a 1,000 comments a post. You know, uh, if I can do it, you can fucking do it with, you know, your account. I'm sorry. It's just the reality. And if you want to grow your account, the best way to grow it is to engage your audience. Totally. And I, that was actually like a slice of humble pie that I had to, to swallow. Yeah. And I realized that uh, I had set a goal of two to three podcasts every single week. And then I had to stop and think that I was enjoying two to three podcasts from a guy who a week were from a guy who runs multi-million dollar companies and, and works like there's no, I, I'm sure you don't punch a, a, a time card by any means. So you're, you're well, you're well over top of the, the 40 hours a week, my friend. So that, that even made me kind of like tighten up a little bit and be like, maybe I need to set the goal for five. So maybe well, if I only I mean, get four. You can oversaturate content too. I mean, uh, you know, um, just on, on podcasts, just the same as social media, you know, when you have, if you have an Instagram post, uh, who, a guy who posts seven times a day, eventually you're like, God damn, dude, fuck this guy. Like, and you unfollow him. Yeah. You know, so you, you got to find that balance. And I would think about that with podcasts too. I found that, you know, two, three a week is, is good. Um, you know, two a week w- works for me. It's about all I can do. Sometimes I don't get any in a week. Uh, but the reality is, is that, you know, you want to find a good balance where you're, in, you're, if you don't have something that actually contributes or creates value or entertains, educates or impacts people, um, you shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Like, yeah, you see people posting pictures of, of their fucking hot dog, you know, oh, it's good hot dog. Nobody fucking cares. That's why your social media sucks. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, you've got to think about that too. It's like, you know, and, and my pot, the episode 186 does cover that, uh, you know, if your post isn't educational, if it's not entertaining and if it doesn't impact people and if it's, if it's not in those three categories, you shouldn't post it if you're trying to run a brand. Now, if you're just an average dude and you want to post your life by all means, but I'm talking about people that want to build a brand that want to become sponsored or want to monetize their account, um, education, entertainment and impact. If it's outside of those three categories, don't do it. If it's just to promote yourself or post a post cool picture of yourself, um, don't do it. Now, if you have a cool picture of yourself and you want to post it, come up with a fucking story that goes with it that you can that you can ed- entertain, educate, or impact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I do that sometimes. I find, you know, I'm like anybody else. I get a cool picture. I'm like, fuck, this is an awesome picture. And then I got to think of something that, like, is besides the fact of, like, hey, look at me. You know what I mean? I make up a a little lesson to go with it or something. And people appreciate that. Totally. And it, 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 people, I think what people appreciate most is the thought that you put into it. Anyone can go, like, me at the beach, hashtag fun, and well, you're like, all okay. right, cool. Brad, for example, so on my page, and I know you probably saw it, like a couple days ago I posted this badass picture of me with a chainsaw. Yeah. And if you guys aren't following me, you can go to my page. It's at Andy Frisella. There's a picture of me that uh, one of my guys took of me cutting a log at, at my farm. And it just turned out fucking awesome. And I'm like, he sent it to me. I'm like, dude, I got to post this. This is badass. Yeah. But I didn't want to post it and just be like, hey, look at me. I'm badass. Like, so I came up with a story. And, and, and so I'm like, all right. And I talked about cutting out negative people in your life. And it went along with the picture, you know, yeah. cutting out negative people. And uh, then it was extremely popular. Now, had I just posted that picture and just said, fuck, I look sweet in this. Yeah, right. Nobody would give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But because I 
made up a cool caption that actually brought value to people, people cared. And you have to realize that like people, the truth of it is, Brad, is nobody gives a fuck about you. They care about them. So if you, if you can't figure out a way to impact people or entertain them or educate them in your posting, and this goes for all you guys with cool motorcycles out there that post a picture of you doing a fucking, you know, uh, going off a fucking triple or something like, dude, people only can see that shit so much for like, okay, f- cool. This guy can jump his motorcycle. Like you've got to come up with something that actually means something. And if you do that, especially in your world where nobody's doing it, you could become very popular real quick. Absolutely. And, uh, aside from episode 186, uh, if they, as soon as they're done that episode, they need to hit up 107, my favorite episode. I've listened to it probably 12 times because honestly, yeah, I'm the, the kind of guy that needs to see, hear things a few times to be completely yeah. honest. In fact, I list, I know I listened to it the first time and then I heard you talking about the power list and had no idea what you were talking about. So then I realized that I did not hear the words you said. I heard them, but I wasn't listening. And right. uh, that episode um, changed my life. That episode put me in high gear. That episode is what everybody needs to go check out. Episode 107. I'm going to put that the link to that podcast in the description for this podcast when it comes out, okay. both on the website and on, on, on iTunes when it comes up. Popped up right next to the MFCEO project, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, people need to uh, go to the ad episode. If you want to get into that a little bit, if you want, that'd be cool. Otherwise, yeah. you know, I'm playing with house money now. I've been talking I don't about know. almost an hour. It's cool, bro. I, I'm enjoying the conversation. Um, awesome. The thing is, is that, you know, I – I'm trying to communicate with people the little systems and tricks and, and, uh, ideas that I've used to, to be successful. And, uh, you know, by, I don't feel successful, but by society standards, I'm pretty successful. Like I'm, I've built some pretty large companies. Uh, I made quite a bit of money. I'm um, doing some big things. And, uh, you know, I do the shit that, that most people consider to be successful. Now to me, I've got a long way to go, but, I, my, the purpose of what I try to do in the podcast and specifically in episode 107 is I try to share the specific practical tools that I use to, to create these things that I've created. And, um, one of them is called the power list. And the power list is basically the exact system that I've used to become extremely productive in a very short amount of time. People think and they hear and you see this shit online that you've got to work 24 hours a day and if you're not working at 3 a.m., you're not a legend and you got to, you know, team no sleep and all this bullshit. That's bullshit, dude. Yeah. You know, I've woke up at like 4 a.m. Uh, like five times in my life and all five times was to catch a fucking airplane. Otherwise, I'm sleeping until 9 o'clock every day. All right? Um, I'm not – I'm all about like pushing the – the uh, limits of laziness, all right? I'm trying to be productive in the shortest amount of time. And so I created a system that called the power list, which has allowed me to remain somebody who has been able to move the needle every single day and still have the time to do the shit that I want to do. And, um, you know, most guys right now that are talking about success are like hustle, grind, blah, blah. And I agree, you should do that. But the reality of it is, is you don't have to be up from 4 a.m. to fucking 2 a.m. every day doing it. It's not going to – that's going to be counterproductive. So basically, uh, you know, I explain it in the episode in detail, and guys can go listen to how I do it. 
And that's legitimately how I've done it. You know, uh, I like my sleep, bro. So I try to be productive when I'm awake and, and, uh, and you know, it's real simple system as you know. Um, but it works. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it creates momentum, honestly. Like, that's right. Uh, how many times can you, like, for those people listening, can you honestly say that you feel a sense of accomplishment without, with, throughout the day? Like, you've completed a day. They're like, yeah, we fucking killed it. Exactly. Well, with a power list, you can literally have that every day. You can, right. you can take those five things and then that, like, makes you feel like you're like, well, if I accomplish that, well, fuck, I can go boom, boom, boom. And all exactly. of a sudden, like, then you're achieving things on a daily basis, and it just becomes the norm. You're just that, right. that's, that becomes who you are. And actually, something that I even, like, started to realize just, like, maybe, like, six months ago is, like, I had, I didn't feel like I accomplished much this one particular day, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I got my power list done, and I called up Donnie Emler Jr., the heir apparent to the FMF, like, Exhaust Empire. Empire. Right. Like he, he's yeah. the guy. His dad is Donnie Emler Sr., the guy that made the up pipe that was on your 84 uh, CR uh, 80, yeah. uh, CR uh, 125 from yeah. 84. Like that, that, that's the guy. And I was like, well, like the, it's become so normal to me to call up guys like that. That like that's the level that I'm at right now is that I'm able right. to achieve those things. And it just means that I'm ready to do what, Andy? Go to the next level. Call up Ricky Carmichael. First of all, fangirl him a little bit, and then, and then, and then, uh, and then to get down to business and tell him how I can run his social media better than he does. Yeah, well, dude, you know what, man? Uh, that's that's the purpose of. See, a lot of people now they keep track of their daily task. Okay, there's a couple things to think about when you think about productivity. One, if you never feel if you if you live like a, a typical person you're never going to feel a sense of, of accomplishment because you always have more shit to do. So you have to chunk it down into chunks where you can actually see, hey, I won today, all right? I won this day. Uh, I won uh, – today is fucking Wednesday, right, is I think? Yeah. Thursday. No, Thursday, Sunday. all right? So today is Thursday. I won, I won Monday. I won Tuesday. I won Wednesday. I won Thursday. Uh, I lost Friday because I didn't do my five critical tasks. Um, I won Saturday, I won Sunday. All right. So even though you, you didn't win one day, you still won your week. Yeah. All right. That that baseball game, it's six to one. Exactly, man. And like, dude, that's the thing. And and people don't think of it like that. Um, so yes, the, the whole system is designed to create momentum, which creates belief and confidence in your own abilities, which ultimately makes you more powerful. So it's, you know, there's psychological effects that are designed into the program. And we, you know, we cover those in the episode too. We talk about momentum and things like that. Awesome, but, um, man. I absolutely, I love that episode. I love all of the content that you put out. If I'm feeling a little bit down or if I need a little shot of uh, adrenaline early in the morning, a Thursday thunder, I just find a random one, honestly. They're all <laughs> fucking amazing and they're all so I'm short cheering, that bro. I can, I can listen to them on the way to the gym, feel 50 feet dull and bulletproof. I run through walls after hearing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, like not quite literally. I usually have to build them at work. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's, um, it, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, and if, if, if you could 
let people know where they can find you on social media and, and, and connect with the podcast because that's the most important thing here is that people can like I, I want people to experience uh, your podcast and and have the benefits from it. and if I was really smart I wouldn't tell them about you because that yeah. would just be like a, a, a huge uptick in it'd be like a, a, a like a, something in my back pocket a feather in my cap but uh, honestly you're too good not to share my friend I appreciate it bro yeah my uh my main social media account that I'm on all the time, as you know, is Instagram. Uh, I'm just at Andy Frisella. And then the website is the MFCEO.com, which if you haven't figured out by now, stands for the motherfucking CEO. Um, it, we, we have links to all the podcasts and the content that I put out and all that. Uh, there is, you know, basically where you can find it. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. You are the motherfucking CEO. This is the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, my friend. Don't hang up the phone just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.